Pint Glass Football Podcast is presented by Better Edge, giving the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting. At betteredge.com, you, not the books, set the price of betting lines so you can make bank with no VIG or sportsbook fees. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting. Create an account and use code PGF for $10 on your first order. Play the game without getting played at betteredge.com. Welcome to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. This is Pint Glass Football, drink beer, talk football, you know what it's about. If you're new to the show, hit that subscribe button. What's up, PGF Nation? I'm your host, Brad Fowler, and McKenzie Brewing is the official beer of Pint Glass Football. Follow them at McKenzie Brewing. Follow us at pintglassfootball.com. I've got a bonus episode today for you guys with Thanksgiving on Thursday. As you know, I usually drop episodes every Thursday. But I wanted to drop this one a little earlier in the week so you guys have time to check it out before the Turkey Day games kick off. It's a betting preview of the three NFL Thanksgiving Day games with special guest Brad Thomas, who's a betting analyst for NBC Sports. I'm going to have another episode on Thursday talking NFL and college football for the weekend games. But like I said, a bonus betting episode today. So let's crack a cold one and kick this off. Excited to be joined by Brad Thomas, who's a betting analyst for NBC Sports and GoldBoys.cash. He's also the co-host of What's the Spread podcast. Brad, thanks for coming on the show. Hey, thanks for having me. It's so exciting. This is one of my favorite weeks of the year. Not only is my birthday at the end of the week, but we get to watch football literally every single day. It is so amazing. Man, you're not kidding. Happy birthday, by the way. And yeah, big shout out there. That's cool. You got a birthday right in the middle of this holiday. Because as we know, like you touched on, Thanksgiving Day is Thursday. We got food, family, drinks, football. It's so fun. It's it's yes. really uh, just an amazing time of the year, especially for football fans. But more importantly, betting on football. And that's your expertise. That's why I've got you on the show today. It might be the best holiday of the year for football fans. Let's take a look at these games, Brad. Let's make some picks. Let's f- start with this first game. Bills, Lions. Bills bounced back last week after losing two straight. Lions have won three games in a row coming into this one. Bills are a nine-point favorite. The over-under that I'm looking at here is 54. Now, granted, at the time of this recording, we know these lines can move, but that's what we're looking at right now. So what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, for me, this is an interesting game, right? Because you see the 10 hanging around there. But who in their right mind wants to take a double-digit favorite on the road on Thanksgiving? Not I, especially not this Bills team. What we've seen from this Bills team is glimpses of greatness from their defense, right? They get good pass rush every now and then, but it's not all there. It's not all together. What they really struggled is, you know, throughout the season is stopping the run. I think the Detroit Lions are a team where you have to kind of consider sitting around here at nine, maybe 10, whatever the line moves to by game time. This, this Detroit Lions team, it's kind of funny if you think about this team. A few games ago, before they started their winning streak, people were asking, does Dan Campbell think he's on the hot seat? Then, boom, the winning streak starts. This is the hottest team in football right now. you got to get behind them at home. But I actually want to talk about the total here. I think that the over here is going to be pretty exciting because 
There's no way, even with Josh Allen's messed up arm and hurt elbow, there's no way that the Bills aren't going to put up at least 30 points here. So for us to, to hit this over, we just need 25 from the Lions. So I like the over. It was a little sweaty last week if anybody bet the Bills versus uh, the Browns at 51 and a half. It finished, I think, at 53 or somewhere around there. But I think this is going to be a game that's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a great way to start our Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think you're right because this Lions offense is sneaky good. They've been putting up points. The defense is suspect. We know that. And we know the Bills can be an explosive offense as well. So I think you're right. When you look at that over-under, this kind of feels like a game that could be a shootout. Now, the Bills aren't playing their best football right now. They've been a little hot and cold. And like you mentioned with the Lions, they're playing their best football right now. They seem to be a team that's kind of peaking coming into this game. Plus, I like what you mentioned about the Bills on the road on a short week as well. So you have a little less time to prepare, a little less time to draw things up. I think I'm with you. I like the Lions plus nine. I think there's value there. At 10, I love them because we know 10 is one of those key numbers, right? So at 10, I really love them. At nine, I still like them enough to make that bet. And I'm with you. I like to over here as well because we've got two offenses that can go up and down the field. I expect more touchdowns than field goals in this one. I like your take here. I think we're on the same side here, Brad. Yeah, I think this is one of those games where if you are in position to kick a field goal and it's only two or three yards to get the first, I think we're going to see Dan Campbell um, you know, go for it a lot. And one last thing I want to talk about this game that a lot of people don't realize, this Bills team is doing a ton of traveling. You know, because of the snowstorm, they, they've been trying to get back and forth and back and forth. Man, I, I'm, the more I talk about this game with you, the more I love the Lions. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even factor in the travel. You're right. That snowstorm kind of threw them uh, off their normal schedule, so to speak. So that's definitely an interesting take, too, because like we said, they're already on a short week here. So that could be a factor. It's something to look for here. And like you said, Josh Allen, not 100% either. Like you said, I think the offense is still going to be able to move the ball. I think they're going to be able to put up points. We know that Lions defense isn't very good. But with that being said, I think it opens the door for the underdog here. So I'm with you. I think there's value there. Lions in the over as well. Let's shift gears here. Next game is between NFC East rivals, Cowboys, Giants. This should be a fun one, Brad. Both teams are 7-3. and three. The Giants have been one of those surprise teams this year, playing some really good football under new head coach Brian Dayball. But they're coming off of a loss to Detroit, like we just talked about, while Dallas is coming off probably their best performance of the year. They absolutely destroyed the Minnesota Vikings last week. They were clicking on all cylinders. This game right now is also Dallas a nine-point favorite. I'm looking at an over-under total that's a little lower in this one. It looks like 44.5 is what I'm seeing. What are you looking for in this one? Yeah, so this one, I imagine that a lot of people are going to instantly bet on the Giants, right? This line went from, but what that tells me is I want to see what the line movement kind of does, right? The line went from seven to nine, yet most of the money is going to be on the Giants. I think the best thing that happened to this Cowboys team was that loss to the Packers, you know, because, you know, it takes a little bit for Jack to Dak to come back, you know, from his injury. Um, and then they were just kind of in free, like free floating, like picking up wins, like no one really cares. Then they lost to the Packers, an embarrassing loss. They they didn't look themselves. What happened? Then they blow out the, the Minnesota Vikings. Now they're playing against a Giants team who is literally down to zero options in, at wide receiver with Wondell Robinson going out. I think this is a great spot if you want to take either side and tease them up or down. I think the line's pretty sharp, but I'm going to back the Dallas Cowboys. I'd prefer to do something like the Dallas Cowboys tease it with the Lions, get uh, get the Lions up to 16 and the Cowboys down to three. 
But I think this defense with Micah Parsons getting pressure on the quarterback is going to make for a long day for Danny Dimes. But, you know, double-digit dogs um, are always good in divisional games. But I just think this Dallas Cowboys team is really figuring it out. And, you know, New York on paper doesn't do anything great. You know, they're well-coached team. And that's a reason for seven, for most of those seven wins. But if you look at them statistically, you know, they struggle in a lot of areas. Their only real strength comes from the running game. So I'm going to have to imagine that they're going to struggle to run on this good Dallas defensive line. And Dallas wins this by double digits. Yeah, that was something that was interesting last week in that loss to Detroit. You could tell Detroit not nearly as good of a front line as what Dallas has. And they were really able to bottle up Saquon Barkley, take him out of the game. And it just didn't leave the Giants with enough options. Because like you touched on, this wide receiver core for the Giants is really thin. They they don't really have a true number one to begin with. Now you're down to your third, fourth string guys some guys that quite frankly should probably belong on practice squads more than in starting lineups. So it's a really thin group. And I I kind of feel for Daniel Jones because he just doesn't have much options out there and you take away Barkley. There just isn't much left for this offense to do. I like what you're saying here as far as teasing that line though, because I do think the line's pretty sharp. I, I think back to their matchup earlier in the year, if I remember correctly, Dallas beat them pretty good with, with a backup quarterback in Cooper rush. And now we're looking at a Dallas team clearly with Dak that's playing at a much higher level. This is one of those games, I think if I had to take a side, I'm leaning Dallas here. I just don't think this matchup favors New York. And I think like we touched on, New York suddenly not playing its best ball like they were earlier in the year. I love what you said about the coaching. Great coach. They feel like they're a year ahead of of schedule here with this team. I think there's a lot to be excited for if you're a Giants fan. But I think right now they're just not quite built – to play with this Dallas team that just has a lot more talent on both sides of the ball and on the line of scrimmage. So I think I'm with you. I think I'd have to lean Dallas. The over-under is pretty low here. I think Vegas is telling us that they think both these teams could have some low scoring here. What, what do you make of the over-under? What side are you on there? Yeah, I would probably lean under here. I think this is a, a good chance to be something like 13, 23-13. I think I just like pretty much said the score of the last game, didn't I? Uh, oh my God. Yeah. The last game was 23, 16, but it, it feels like one of those games, right? Um, in that game that they played against each other, it was, it was a home game for uh, New York Cowboys playing a backup quarterback only threw for 215 yards. But more importantly in that game, Dallas was able to sack Danny dimes five times in that game. I think it's going to be even more in front of the home crowd in Jerry world. I don't, I just don't see this lions team scoring a ton of points. I mean, excuse me, this this Giants team. Like, I, I'm referencing the Lions game. They played against the Lions team, who is one of the worst defensive units in the NFL, yet they could barely, they didn't even break 20 points in that game. So how are they going to do this against this Dallas defense that's in form? So the only way I think this under, the over hit you, you have to worry about is, is Dallas just goes and starts showboating. They want to obliterate them. They start doing some pick sixes, you know, negative game scripts early uh, kind of lead to to good blowouts for us. Um, and, you know, blowouts generally lead to under. So I think that we could see one of those 23-13 games, which keeps us under there. Pint Glass Football Podcast is presented by Better Edge. Bringing the edge back to the betters with no fee sports betting. At BetterEdge.com, you, not the books, set the price of betting lines so you can make bank. Better Edge is available in 45 states for real money sports betting. Play the game without getting played at BetterEdge.com. Yeah, I, I think I'm with you. I think the under is the play. And like you said, even if it is a blowout, 
like we've touched on here, I have a hard time thinking that New York's going to be able to put up a lot of points in this one. Yep. So even if it is a game like 28 to seven or something like that, where it's really ugly, I still think it bodes well to take that under. So I'm with you on this one as well. I think we're seeing these the same way here, Brad. Let's jump to the last game here. I think this is probably the best game. The night game is Patriots, Vikings, Patriots, had a close win over the Jets last week. And the Vikings, like I mentioned earlier, they were really embarrassed by that Cowboys team. Minnesota is a two and a half point favorite at home. I'm looking at an over under total of 42 and a half. Now we know primetime Kirk Cousins is usually not a spot to back <laughs> the Vikings here, historically speaking, but do they bounce back versus New England? Man, this is going to be probably the, one of the biggest public bet sides is going to be the Vikings. And I imagine they do. Personally, I'd rather just lay the juice, and I hate laying juice at minus 140 for the money line. But I think the Vikings win this game. But one thing that might surprise you about this Patriots team, it surprised me. So last week, I took a little bit of a break from the NFL. I enjoyed some time away, and I I didn't check uh, the statistics from week over week. Now I check in this week, and the New England Patriots have climbed from 10th in uh, defensive DVOA to 1st in defensive DVOA. A lot of that has to do with their past DVOA. Um, they're number one in the NFL in defensive pass DVOA. But where their weakness is, is rush DVOA, if it's a weakness. If you want to call them 12th in, in the in the NFL. When you start looking at these numbers, what's really important, what you really want to do is you want to start seeing, does this success that they have, these efficiency ratings, does it correlate week over week over week? So you want to start looking at variance ratings. They're 27th in the NFL at variance ratings, which means there's only a few teams in the NFL that they are more consistent with performance on the defensive end. What that leads me to believe is it's hard to replicate the success, like the success they had against the, the New York Jets, uh, against a team of the caliber and coaching uh, of, of this Vikings team. I think that you're going to see an angry Vikings team after not being able to find the end zone. An angry Justin Jefferson, who only had 33 yards. An angry TJ Hawkinson, who probably shouldn't even been out in the field. I know he had something like 38 yards, but he was very ineffective. Um, an angry Dalvin Cook, who was probably the only player who was playing hard that entire game. It's a bad time to be the Patriots, especially off an emotional victory. Beating the Jets, completing the season sweep of the Jets on a walk-off touchdown. I know it's primetime, and I don't like t- trusting Kirk in primetime, but I'm still not home on the Patriots yet. Not for anything that's that's less than three points. Maybe it's like with, I, I bet the Patriots last week, but if it's if it's the Patriots as a dog, I want them to be like four and a half, five and a half. Yeah, I like what you said there about the consistency and speaking to some of those metrics that you're looking at. I think those those consistent numbers really speaks to Bill Belichick and the coaching and just how well coached his team is. We know that this is a roster mismatch. The Vikings are clearly yeah. the more talented roster. They're clearly the deeper roster. They have more playmakers on both sides of the ball. When you look at it just from that standpoint, you'd almost think this line should be higher. But yeah. with that being said, I like what you said here because – I have to factor in the Vikings getting their pants pulled down on TV last week against the Cowboys and getting embarrassed because there is something to be said about that. Usually we tend to see when teams really get embarrassed, they tend to come back razor sharp, especially knowing that this is going to be a primetime game. The whole world's going to be watching with the holiday and whatnot. So I think this is a prime spot for them. Like you touched on, you have to kind of factor in the numbers are great. And we're wrong. I think they're really important. 
but there is an emotional part of this game that we know that you can't necessarily measure. And I think that plays into this as well, because the Vikings, I think you're right, are going to come into this game fired up, laser focused to come out and play their best football. And the Patriots, like you said, coming in, riding a little high after a big emotional win versus a rival. I like what you're saying there. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. Cause like I said, Kirk and primetime, boy, that's like an automatic fade normally, but yeah. I just think the roster mismatch and the value only being two and a half points. I think there's value there on the Vikings who are clearly the better team. So I'm going to take the Vikings. Now the over under is pretty low in this one as well. The under has really been hitting hard this year in the NFL. As we know, the books are starting to adjust here. 42 and a half. What do you think about that over under? Is there a side you like there? Yeah, I would probably be the under here. The only way this over is really starting to scare me is if the Minnesota Vikings, you know, play this brand of football where it's fun, fast, and free, and then they get up big and they get lackadaisical on the defensive end. But do we really think the guy, Mac Jones, do you think we're going to go out there and throw up a performance? Like he's just going to go out there and throw for 300 yards and a couple of tutties? No, it's not going to happen. This game's going to be one on the ground if they win this game. So anytime you see a total of 42 and a team that wants to establish the run, especially with the doublehead running back in Harris and Stevenson, you kind of have to lean towards the under. It's chucking away time off the clock. I don't want to play the total in this game. It's just, I know the Patriots an under team. They're four and six to the under, but I just don't want to get behind it. I don't believe that that's something I'm going to pull the trigger on until I've had my my Thanksgiving beers. And I'm like, I need to bet on this game. And I'm just going to bet the under and sweat it out. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think the the under being that low, Vegas is telling us something with this one because I think you're right. I think this game tends to to lean towards that side. I'm leaning that side. Like I said, this is going to be a fun one to watch because I think Vegas has this line close for a reason. I think that they think this is going to be a close game, a hard-fought game. The What you talked about with Mac Jones, I do think this could be a spot where we see Mac Jones shine, though, because that Viking secondary has been really suspect. Now, we know that this isn't an explosive passing offense from New England, but this could be a situational spot here for Mac Jones to have a good game. That does make me a little nervous. If they get a couple cheap touchdowns through the air in this one, maybe they get on the over side here but I think I'm going to lean under with you and I'm shocked that we're on the same side on all these but I love it because we know that you're one of the best betting analysts out there I love having a guy like you on the show that knows this stuff once again we've been joined by Brad Thomas a betting analyst for NBC Sports and goldboys.cash you can also check out his podcast he's the co-host of what's the spread podcast Brad thanks again for coming on the show this has been a blast Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm down to do it again. I love talking footy with you. That is going to do it for today's episode presented by Better Edge. Hope you enjoyed it, PGF Nation. Hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on new episodes, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to the Pint Glass Football Podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow us on Twitter at PGF Podcast.